I'm Liz Mannion. And I am Allie Stewart. Welcome. Allie, we're doing another one of these. Yes, I've, we are. It's only been one month. We're right on schedule. Right on schedule. I thought we'd be doing these like once every other month, once every six months, but you know, once a month works. It's all good. Everything's good. All good in the hood. Um, so I've been thinking since our last recording how much people have listened to it. And we are so overwhelmed by the 46 of you who listened to it. I'm still a little bit in shock. Yeah. Did you listen to it 45 times? Because I might have been the 46th. I listened to it at least 43 times. Okay. Well, for... So that means, like, one person listened. Like, cause... Thank you. We see you. We're happy you're here. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I actually need to mention now, um, regarding our last episode with the amazing... Stu Frick. If you guys haven't heard that, please check that out for the sake of continuity, because sincerely, this is the one. Um, I w apparently made a comment about uh, certain fashion choices, um, about scrunchies and bootcut jeans. And um, the one other person who listened to the podcast, uh, who was a very good friend of mine, came and found me and said, um, pointed out that I named two things that my best friends wear. Oh. Um, so one of my best friends wears scrunchies a lot, and the other one wears bootcut jeans. And the one who called me out wears bootcut jeans, like, all the time. I almost wear bootcut jeans tonight. Well, they're more bell-bottoms, but still. Yeah. See, I think, like, the bell-bottoms are the ones that, like, I don't know. The bell-bottoms are the ones that, like, flare out, right? Same with boot, boot cuts flare a little bit, but they're just enough to kind of keep you wondering, like, what are those jeans? What are those jeans? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, well, who, who knows? Who well, knows? since our last podcast, Stu has actually um, done Pittsburgh Fashion Week. Oh. And they have some beautiful photos posted on their social media. They did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. Um so for those of you who were interested in the last one and still haven't kind of looked at what they're up to, now is definitely mm -hmm. a good time to do it. And uh, you and I, on the other hand, we've existed. We've done school yeah. and, and some work and um, some karaoke. We've done karaoke, yes. That, I mean, amongst the more productive things... Mm -hmm. Allie actually brought down the house last time we did I appreciate karaoke. that. I've, I've been a little bit sick, as many people have been, mm -hmm. for a good while now. Mm -hmm. um, so a bit nasally, mm -hmm. or more so than usual. But she did some nice cranberries. I was really, uh, I was really happy with it. Well, it was a little bit... I didn't realize the, the continuity at the moment, but mm -hmm. I did Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics and then Dreams by the Cranberries. Mm -hmm. So I guess I was feeling dreamy. Do you, <laughs> do you pick your songs based on like how you feel? Like, in terms, no, like, okay, that's a stupid question. Like, of course you pick them how you feel, but like, when you're feeling sick, is there a certain, like, thing, group of person that you pick? Just whiny music. Well, I'm not gonna pick, like, like, if I'm feeling sick and already am doubting my vocal abilities, I'm not gonna pick the talking heads, because I can't even speak French on a good day. So on a sick day, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, so when I'm sick, I do Frank Sinatra. Oh. Like, so two weeks ago when I was sick, I did The Lady is a Tramp. Um, How did that work out? It actually went quite well, because, you know, I can't, I, flat, uh, blank. Frank Sinatra is always kind of flat. I hate to, like, ditch my, like, you know, diss my New York roots, but, you know, Frank Sinatra's a little flat. I'm not going to lie. And um, so I do that, and I think, like, also, like, when you're sick, you have to, like, I've been tempted to, as a sick, like, if I'm sick, to ever do, like, Nico. Like, she's a femme fatale, everybody knows she's a femme fatale. I'd be so good at that as a sick person. I'd just be like, yeah, she was. <laughs> do you think Nico was sick the whole time that they recorded that album? I think Nico was sick, like, her whole life. <laughs> did you read her biography? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. Shout out to Nico. I mean, like black tar she was like putting in her like veins. She probably was like always had a cold. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I think she was deaf in one year too. I I love that album. 
My, the one with the banana? Yeah. I yeah. have a, a bag that I bring to work every day that has the banana on it. It's the album yeah. cover. And, um, someone the other day asked me if I really liked bananas. Oh. And I didn't have the heart to tell them that it was an album cover. So I was just like, yeah, potassium's great. Yeah. Do you ever think about how the Velvet Underground literally broke up because, well, not broke up, but like parted with Andy Warhol because they hated Nico? Yeah. And because she would burn candles before every performance and she wouldn't sing unless all the candles were burnt out. That's actually why we've been taking so long to record this podcast. We've we actually, lit. We've we, been burning candles for the past burning, month. We've been burning candles and that's And now that the candles are gone, it's good to see, it's good to talk to you all again. Yeah, we can't say good to see you. We don't know who Our vow of silence is over. Our vow of silence is over. Yeah. Now we can perform since all the candles are burned down. (laughs) Oh, rituals. Oh, rituals. That's truly great. (laughs) All right. So we got a great show. Uh, We're interviewing um, some really cool dudes who made the special trip from Nashville, Tennessee uh, to chat with us and drink with us. They came here just for us. Just just for for us. It wasn't for their performance at the Pens game. It was just for this very small podcast. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that the Pens game was during that time. Right. So yeah. if you're at the Pens game, or you, I guess if you were at the Pens game and you saw them, congrats. If not, yes. then hopefully they can tell us all a little bit about it today. Mm-hmm. We have a record three people joining us, getting drunk with us. It's going to be great. Not getting drunk, drinking responsibly and having a little bit of fun with us. Um... Former Pittsburgh homies, fresh new Nashville homies, November Blue. (laughs) And I will say, Allie, this is probably our best interview since Stu Frick. Cause everybody knows the thing she does to please. She's just a little tease. November Blue. I do have to ask, have you guys heard of the Abbott Brothers at all? They're they're Abbott Brothers, sorry. I they're I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They're no, pretty we've never heard of them. I think no, they're like heavy metal. Oh okay. Mm. Yeah, they're like heavy metal. They like will kind of like Nemo. Nemo. Uh, Margo. Yeah. All right, we are it's drinking whiskey. <laughs> 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 All right, well, we have some whiskey with our friends here at November Blue. And you know what? Introduce yourselves, because we've got a record three people here right now. I kind of stiffed you on the ice, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. All right, gentlemen, introduce yourselves. Yeah, I'm John Wilcox. I'm Dylan Lindemuth. I'm Tom Curry. Welcome. <laughs> so, what brings y'all to Pittsburgh today? Because you guys were Pittsburgh, now you're in Nash- Nashville, and you're back in Pittsburgh. What's what's going on? What's new with you guys? Uh, we're here for, we're playing the Penguins game for their 70s night. Mm. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, there's a cat on my lap. Um, <laughs> oh, she's going to John. Okay. Oh, but yeah, no, we were playing the, <laughs> the Penguins game for their 70s night, mm-hmm. so we came back for that, and we always love doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's always nice to visit our families and mm-hmm. friends. So, yeah. What did your set for the 70s night include? Uh, we started off with some good old Leonard Skinner. Um, mm-hmm. And then we had some Rolling Stones. And we played Renegade by The Sticks. Oh, Band on the Run by Paul McCartney and the Wings. Um, yeah. So we kind of dug a little deep with the 70s stuff. I mean, we put like our favorite like 70s song. <laughs> it's okay. She's not sorry. <laughs> Did you ever, did you put any, like, um, bluegrass, like, 
spin on it, like with any like banjo work or anything? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, no. No. We're very we're very much hired guns for the show. We don't Actually. really have the opportunity to put our own spin on things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They very much just want us to make middle-aged Pittsburghers feel good mm. for two yeah. hours. Well, that's you make the middle-aged Pittsburghers feel good in a season like this where the Steelers are what like two and four. I think you're doing a good job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're doing a good job. Have it, Have any of you been to Kennywood recently? No. Yeah. Yeah. I just went there last night. Did you go on the new ride, the Steel Curtain? No. It, it was like a two-hour line, like the whole night. So we just gave up on trying to do it. Is that really what it's called? They call it's it the called steel the Steel Curtain. Curtain. The whole area is themed like the no Steelers. Way. It's so cool. Um, it kind of feels like if she'll be fine. It's kind of like if uh, the Steelers in Disney World had a baby. It's like very wow. theatrical. Um, so I went for Fright Night, and the line was like maybe 50 minutes long. We caught it at a good time, even though that doesn't sound great. Um, <laughs> this cat, I swear. She's like her body just buckled. But yeah, so you wait in this line, and it's the the roller coaster kind of goes right over the line. Oh god! And every time that it goes up before like this big drop. It plays Renegade by Sticks. Oh, wow! Awesome. And so you can imagine how many times I hear, had to hear Renegade by Sticks for this yeah. almost hour. Was it the same ride. part? Yes. Is it at least a good part? It's like the intro up until like the chorus, the mm. first chorus. Oh, okay. Well, but over. But, but once yeah. it like the music like hits that one part, that's when the drop happens. It's very cool in theory. I think that it would have been nice like once, but mm -hmm. not that many times. Wait, you think the beginning is the best part? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, what about, like, the, the part where, like, after the guitar solo and then everyone uh, just goes and it once it goes, yeah. oh, no, no. That's, yeah, I feel like yeah. that's the best part. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's true. I mean, no. I, I mean, I think everyone's... Well, I, I don't know. Okay. I like the beginning because it's a Steeler game. During yeah. the fourth, like, you know, during the fourth, or before the fourth quarter. They always play that part. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't, I I've never been to a Steelers game, so I wouldn't know. Never. Um, no. I'm also not a Steelers fan. Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Do you want to honestly? So I'm from New York. I'm a Jets fan. Oh, um, it's um, it's bad. Not good. Not yeah. sure. Not well, good. we're all on our way to being Titans fans. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. They have a pretty nice like stadium actually. Do not give my kitten whiskey. <laughs> she She's sipping with strangers. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, we did just meet her. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I really wanted to call her Jalapeno Hannah or Martha Stewart, but I got, mm. I really, I don't know. I, I like when people name their, like, animals, like, full names. Mm -hmm. Jessica Simpson. Mm. The cat? The cat. Oh. I don't know. Call him Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster. Our, our dog is named Max Topher Grace. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Matt Topher. I have a friend who named their cat Randy Jackson. Wow. Randy Jackson, as in, like, you know. Does he do the anything anymore? The base. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Journey. Yeah. Yeah. Not American Idol. <laughs> Not American Idol. <laughs> yeah, the two. Claim to fame. The panel of American Idol. Whatever happened to that show, I was thinking about that the other day. I mean, it's on, like, ABC now. It's on America's like, I Network. I it's still around, but I, I just, I don't know where exactly. Is that America's Network? Is it, it, ABC, I, I think. I quote. Yeah, America's Network. I think like the <laughs> A stands for America and B and C stands for broadcasting. Oh, oh, I was gonna like try to. Uh, I was trying to move that to like network, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. The American Idol tour was actually my first concert ever. When I was oh my god, me too. Wait, really? What season? It was when Adam Lambert was there. Oh no 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 no. Season four, Carrie Underwood. Mm. Good season. Good season. Good season. Wow. Okay. We, we have a ride. A wide. Array of opinions. Mm -hmm. So, what's your reason? What makes a good honky tonk in Nashville? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would say, oh god, as long as it has, I mean, I, I think it has to have at least fiddle and mm -hmm. pedal steel. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the biggest. I was just talking with one of my, one of our good friends, Kurt, and mm -hmm. he said he would go down Broadway and he goes, he goes, there's two things I listen for. Fiddle and pedal steel. Yes, when they have it, I go in. So I was like, I could not agree more. But so you're the guy who likes the honky tonks, though. So as the some the person who hates it, what makes one that you don't hate? One that I don't hate. Yes. Um. 
Well, my opinions are very Nashville specific. I don't like Broadway. Okay. It's very. Uh, if you're claustrophobic, that's no, not. Yeah, is that yeah. is that like the East Carson of it's the East Carson Nashville. of Nashville? So like, I don't mind honky tonks, but just I picture Broadway when I picture them. Like, there's good music, and I can sit and have a drink and enjoy the music. I'm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, but, went, uh, we went to one cool honky tonk. Well, the one I love uh, in mm-hmm. Nashville, the only one I can like really sit in there is a place mm-hmm. called Roberts, mm-hmm. and they had a band last time we were down there, and they played like El Paso, uh, and like that kind of like the really old they'll. They play like old fifties and sixties country yeah. music. It's kind of, it's kind of a soft spot for me and mm-hmm. a bunch of these guys I know. Yeah. And they had a great fiddle player, a great mandolin player, and it was mm-hmm. just like the guitar player too. The guitar yeah. player was great. He played like the kind of country swing style. There's like chord melodies and jazz. Yeah. That's the one where if I have to go to Broadway, yeah. I'll take people to Roberts because mm-hmm. it's the best of both. I didn't see. Ro- I went recently, but I also like went with my parents, which was. Fun. They're fun, but like it wasn't. Fun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you you're gonna your parents this. on this podcast. Yeah. What? We love parents on this. We podcast. do love parents. Yeah. PSA. I mean, parents. I definitely. Oh yeah, parents <laughs> are great. <laughs> Shout out to parents. Thank you for sponsoring me. Um, I think that uh, it was fun. It was great, but I think like I felt really weird about like uh, not weird. They're not gonna listen. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, I felt really weird about like going to honky tonks because like. My parents, like, hate country music, and, like, they hate, like, not, like, they don't, I don't know. It was just real weird. They, like, so I wasn't, like, going out at, like, 1 a.m., like, you know, dancing around. Do you need, do you want more whiskey? No, I'll, I'll take a breather for now. You'll take a breather? Okay. Um, but, <laughs> oh, thank God, this is an audio medium. Um, but it was, yeah, I definitely didn't go to Roberts, but when you're talking about Roberts, that sounds like a place I would actually, like, bring yeah. my parents. Like, uh, unless there were, like, naked people, like, hanging from the ceilings. Or not too many. No. Not oh, too you many. know those honky tonks, and they're, yeah. they're naked acrobats. It's like Cirque du Soleil, but... It gets it loud. We're both in the hall <laughs> <street. laughs> wearing cowboy hats. This is chandelier. <laughs> All you wear hats. when at honky tonks are cowboy hats and boots. Nothing. Um, brings a whole new meaning to the naked cowboy, if I do say so myself. So, what, how do you feel about hot chicken? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what exactly is it? Because I, I'm a vegetarian, you are so vegetarian. I'm kind of out of the scope of whatever that is. What? I, I'm actually very confused on it as well. It's like yeah. A, I might say. It's like a very specific type of rub that Nashville's known for. Mm-hmm. It's very spicy. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I only get, like, the lightest one, and it leaves me, like, hurting for the day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it, it's any fun to get yeah. the, the really spicy ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I got the medium ones. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. Sorry to interrupt. Well, there's, there's, like, I think there's, like, three or four, like, huge chains down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone's got different opinions. It's, mm-hmm. like, a hot topic. What are your opinions? What are your hot takes on hot chicken? Ooh. I really like Prince's. Okay. So if anyone ever goes to Nashville, I recommend mm-hmm. Prince's. Where's that? Uh, it's in Antioch, the main oh, one. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's one at a brewery downtown, or like in So Sobo, Sobro. Mm-hmm. I'm learning neighborhoods. <laughs> Sobro. Yeah. Sobro. Yeah. So it's local. Is that South Broadway? Yeah, South of Broadway. But people, I think the biggest one's Hattie B's. That's where we yeah. went the few times we went and looked at neighborhoods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hattie B's is pretty good. It's yeah. a cool vibe, too. Yeah. It's like a, you wait, there's a, usually a line out the door, but oh. it's like kind of a cafeteria style where you just order your food and they give it to you and find your seat wherever you can. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, I always like the, uh, the vibe of the place. Everyone's usually pretty nice and kind of mm-hmm. just... I went to Party Fowl. I got like a frozen margarita. Mm-hmm. I got so drunk. <laughs> yeah. The thing about Nashville is you get drunk. When I went, I just got drunk with my parents. Which dangerous. Was, yeah, yeah, dangerous. A lot of good. Um, how's the beer there? Yeah, I was going to ask. You mentioned a brewery. Are there good breweries? Uh, I think I'm the biggest brewery goer mm-hmm. out of us. I, my girlfriend visited like two or three weeks ago, and we like to go to breweries. So we did Southern Grist. Mm. The place is pretty awesome. Uh, and Yeehaw Brewery. Yeehaw! Yeah, which is the place downtown with the hot chicken. It's pretty cool. It's more of like a hangout place to go watch Titans games. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty sad place. but uh. <laughs> It's a pretty sad, very solid brewery. <laughs> well, see, that's what I, I found crazy. There's there's so many Steeler fans in Tennessee, and there's so much Steeler. Like, there's a whole Steelers bar in a place called Trainers Alley, which just blew yeah. me away. That Do you want to know 
there's a Steelers it. bar in Rome. Like, in Italy, there is a fucking Steelers bar. <laughs> they have, like, a t- terrible towels that are written in Italian. I'm pretty sure there is a Steelers bar in, like, everywhere. My parents were in, I want to say France. Mm-hmm. They have one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's Steelers fans everywhere. Okay. Yeah. You guys, like, and you all travel in packs. Like, you're all, yeah. like, whether you're, you know, friends or in a band and decide to move together, mm-hmm. you all travel in packs, and then you just bring the Steelers with you, yeah. which yeah. I... That's something that's really cool. What for you guys has been like the biggest adjustment between like, you know, Pittsburgh to Nashville? Like that kind of thing. If there's ever, if there's even an adjustment. I mean, I don't know. It kind of, we live in like suburbs. Like Antioch, we live in Antioch. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's kind of like where, I don't know, where we you, like used to live up here. It's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes outside of the city. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I think the biggest thing mm-hmm. is that there's just more people. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like they're similar mm-hmm. to me. I mean, at least. Yeah. I feel like I could relate more to people who have just moved than people who live in Nashville. Cause mm-hmm. everyone keeps saying like, Oh, how's Nashville? But it's, but it's more like we haven't really gotten to experience Nashville yet. Mm-hmm. We've been there long enough. Yeah. I just feel like a, a, a newcomer. I just feel like mm-hmm. I, I know the experience now of moving for sure. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a big part of the last month of our lives was just moving and mm-hmm. figuring out how to run a house with six people, six guys living in it. Yeah, wow. what is that like? Yeah, what is that like? Pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, loud. Loud. Uh, a lot of poker. Lots of poker. We, we have a dedicated poker room. Okay. So the first few weeks that was happening like most nights. Um, yeah, it's fun. There's the five band members and then a fan. A fan. In the house. Riley. Riley yeah, Chunko. I thought he was your manager. Shout out to Chunko. He, he likes to yell that at shows. Okay. <laughs> hey, if that gets some girls, I'm fine with it. Okay. Yeah, we're so glad to be his Riley. musical wingman. <laughs> yes, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys can call him if you want, ladies who listen to this podcast, although he's in Nashville, so yeah. this is not reaching Handful Nashville. of Chunk. Yeah. Handful yeah. of Chunk. Handle on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Donate to his Tim Allen. His Tim Allen Fest. Yeah, we can plug Allen Fest. It's happening in December. Tell us a little bit about Allen Fest for those listeners that don't know. Allen Fest is an annual Tim Allen film festival. Started, this will be its third annual gathering. Started with... Me and John and Riley uh, bored watching Tim Allen movies, and someone ended up donating a keg to our night. And we were like, this is pretty special and magical. Uh, and so the next year, we threw a big party and watched Allen, Tim Allen movies yeah. for like three days. Had some Tim Allen themed games. Some games. Challenges. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who knows the most about Tim Allen? Oh, Riley. 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 This is Riley centric. Yeah. This is okay. his baby. Yes. He's his baby. Yes. Wasn't there a prize or something? If he gets enough donations, mm. Riley is getting I Heart Tim Allen tattooed on his left ass cheek. So oh. We were watching Big Mouth and <laughs> the it. hormone monster, but the female one, they, mm-hmm. I guess they're getting, they're getting tramp stamps because it was the episode where uh, they like the school does a dress code. So they were like, we're going to get tramp stamps. And the hormone monster like pulls down her fur or whatever. And she's like, does this say something? And it says, I love Tim Allen. And Riley, like, just paused it, and we started dying. And I was like, you have to get that. And, and he was like, I will only get it if we get a certain amount of donations. Maybe before. Riley is our female hormone monster. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Maybe he can seem that way sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know why he's doing it on his left ass cheek and not his right ass cheek. He wanted to get something else on the right one, if I recall. He was going to get uh, Van Gogh. Vince... Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Oh. Vince Vaughn. Ah. Very similar. I thought it was a portrait of Vincent. Impressionism. Very, very, very I similar. Mean, I, yeah, honestly. Yeah. He just wants Vince Vaughn's face. Vincent Van Vaughn. Vincent Van Vaughn. That's what his ancestors were called. Yeah. Oh, Riley. Is there a specific Vince Vaughn poster he's going to get? It's probably like from Couples Retreat or something. Probably. I love Vince Vaughn. Remember, Vince Vaughn was in the second season of True Detective, and he was like this mobster guy. No one ever pays attention to the second season of True Detective. It's like the last season of Gilmore Girls. But it's, um... True that. I'm glad, so you watch Gilmore Girls. No, 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 I was doing a bit. Oh, you're doing a bit, yeah. No, I don't think anyone actually does. It's a show about nothing. But anyway, um, True Detective um, is... That season, he plays this, like, badass mobster. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, that's literally like the dad from every single movie I've ever watched. Like, if there is a movie and there is a dad in the movie, it's played by Vince Vaughn. No one can convince me otherwise. <laughs> Wait, so back to Big Mouth. I wanna, I wanna just recircle to that. Does anyone ever feel super exposed by Big Mouth? Like, does that, like, when I, whenever, like, there's a Big Mouth bit, you ever like, yeah, yeah, that was me. So I actually don't, I'm not very familiar with the show. The only experience I have with it is that I watched, like, the first five, ten minutes of the first episode. Okay, yeah. But with the, with the audio on that explains what's going on, as well as the show's audio, mm. that was quite interesting. Um, what made I you, recommend it, for sure. If what you made you decide to do that? Well, I didn't know that that was a setting on my TV. Oh. That it actually explained what was going on. And I found it was, I mean... An interesting way to experience Netflix, and I was just, I picked something random to watch with it, and I didn't know what Big Mouth was, and just if you, if, if you haven't done it yet, I recommend it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's worth your time. I'll Big Mouth is very, very, it exposes lots of things. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think it's actually a good show. Very impressive. When I watched, my brother showed me the first, like, three episodes while we were hanging out one night, and I was disgusted. Like, this is so over the top. Mm-hmm. Like cringy humor mm-hmm. and then I watched like the whole season I was like you know what this is actually like if this show had existed when I was in middle school and like the same age as these characters and like I probably would have felt a lot better about a lot of the topics in the show <laughs> like it's actually I think the show's a good thing oh yeah I feel yeah. like they should show that at every health class or they should yeah, replace right. health class with, with big, big mouth, mouth class yeah. <laughs> yeah it oh. just does a really good job of like making you realize that you didn't actually outgrow all of those middle school things. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you just kind of repress it, and then you get to this age, and then there's a show about it, and you have to relive it. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, monsters, and, like, Duke Ellington, and just... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to have Duke Ellington. If you could have a ghost of anyone in your house, oh who would it be? To just give us advice. To just give you advice. Oh, they have to be dead, then, I'm guessing. They do have to be dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Or you could just invite Kill a re- real person. A real person over. over. Yeah. To <laughs> pretend to be a ghost. Uh, it's a good plug for my ghost tour. <laughs> oh no. We'll get to the plug later. Man. That's a great question. Ghost of Stonewall Jackson, no. Um. I like the Freddie Freddy Mercury one in the show. You would do Freddie Mercury? Ghost of Grandpa. That's a case of ghost. I think I'd do Amy Winehouse. Oh, wow. I would love Amy Winehouse to not like give me advice. Yeah, I wouldn't. But like, advice. just like hang out with. <laughs> Definitely yeah. hang out with, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Everything I read about like Charlie Chaplin seems like a cool, a cool mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of an introvert who I just love to learn about. David Bowie. Oh, wow. Ooh, that's that's a great David Bowie. Oh, that one, that's a good one. I would definitely be Towns Van Zandt. <laughs> which, which one does he do? He's a 70s guy, right? Yeah. yeah. 70s. What what kind of music? Narrow it down, because I know uh, the... I say, like, blues country. Yeah, okay. Country blues. It is there. Yep, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Maybe Houdini. <gasps> Harry oh. Houdini. Oh, my That'd God. Be great. Yeah. He's he like... seemed like a cool dude. He did seem like a cool guy. And I think he was, like, he was, like, a nice person. I think he was a philanthropist. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. He was interesting. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the Tom, I've, I've been reading a lot about Thomas Jefferson. He seems like a very kind of a paradoxical person. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he, it seems like he wasn't comfortable with the time period he was in, but clearly. Yeah, I feel like Thomas Jefferson would have a great time if he lived here now. Maybe. Yeah. Like, would be a the big south party. side of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know who would have a whole lot of fun here? Jesus. Because he partied. He did that. Oh, Jesus loved to party. Maybe. maybe. Walking across the mob. Yeah. I don't know why they don't have any, like, you know, crazy partier in the South Side anymore. Dawn, look on the water. It's Jesus. He's walking downtown. He's going across the mud. I feel like his role might be, like, less significant, though. Like, he might just go to where people had chairs for their car, and they could just move the chairs away so that there was room for everyone. (laughs) He would probably also, like, Maybe turn like water into icy light, which would have been like oh, a lot yeah. less significant. Or Yangling. Or Yangling. Yeah. Yangling. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the band's beer of choice. Right? That's yeah. the band's beer of choice. We just go down to the gas station. It's about two minutes away. Mm-hmm. Shout out Lancaster. Shout out Lancaster. So um, 
back to the band questions. Who is the dad of the band? Like, who is the one who like goes to bed early and is like the old man of the band? Is there, is there I have a pretty intensive job. Yeah. I've been Tom. I've been yeah. sleeping a lot. Tom. Mm-hmm. But usually, Dean does a bit sometimes where he yeah. tells mom and dad not to argue, and that's me and Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> but it I is. think I'm mom. You think you're in that situation, I'm mom. But yeah. No, I take you're the dad. You you got the first. You're the first one with an actual job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So okay, but okay, that that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Who's like the really like, who's the one who's like never sleeps or like or is at least Freddy. like the Freddy. Freddy. Really? See, either he always sleeps or he never sleeps. <clears throat> well, yeah, we don't, we we don't have proof because he's in his room all night. But you know he's up. Yeah. yeah. How do you know he's up? Do you just feel it? Yeah. Band telepathy? Band telepathy. Band telepathy. So you can just smell it. Oh, oh, okay. And you can hear gunshots. He plays lots of video games. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. How do you guys, like, you know, keep the, keep it fresh as a band? Like, keep you guys from getting, like, uh, sick of each other and wanting to kill each other? Because you live together and you play together. Figuring it out, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think getting jobs definitely helps. Because then we, like, don't see each other throughout the day. Then we come home and it's like, what do you want to do? Or Mm -hmm. let's eat dinner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like living together is conducive to, like, creating together more often? That's the hope. I don't know if it's happened yet. Because we're all, it's happened, like, we'll have practices, certainly a little more often than we did in Pittsburgh, but I think we're hoping eventually, once everyone has set schedules, that there's going to be, like, a writing night, practice night, like, I don't know, like, social media slash vision night, just, yeah, just, uh, like, start to treat it like a night job, almost, like, Mm -hmm. here, we make our money during the day. At night, we forward our music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've we've taken steps towards that, mm-hmm. but it'd be nice if we had a schedule. Yeah, like a routine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a routine. I can keep myself, but uh, I'm excited to. I feel like when I go, when we go back, that'll be almost like when we actually move because For sure. we haven't been. I mean, everyone, all my family members keep asking that question <clears throat> at Nashville, uh, uh, but like, it's kind of hard to say. Really feel like we don't live there yet, uh, just because yeah. we haven't been there long enough. Yeah, for sure. John, do you want more coffee? Or are you good? Um, why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, last day in Pittsburgh. Yeah. 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 Be a Pittsburgher. Yeah. Be a Pittsburgher. Enjoy some bourbon. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do you need more ice? No, I'm all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, so what I've noticed, like, in listening to your music, and I, like, did a little, like, social media, like, run through, um, I think when we first, like, when I first got you guys on the, like, on the pod, and then, like, this morning, um, you guys are all pretty versatile. Like, you guys play a lot of instruments, it appears, or, like, are you all guitar, like, where, where is the, who plays what, usually? Uh, Dean and Brody are always rhythm. Mm-hmm. So Dean's Dean's always a drummer. He's a great pianist, but we have not put that to use yet. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind though. Yeah. Uh, Brody always mind. plays bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's a Dylan song. Um, and then I play guitar, but mainly as a vehicle to sing. Oh, okay. I don't like being the singer who doesn't do anything with his hands. Oh. So yeah. I, I like basically only do rhythm. And you then these two are kind of the versatile stringed mm-hmm. instrument players. Mm-hmm. Well, you could like also be like Tom York from Radiohead, like you know he like just he like he just like does weird. He just like does weird shit yeah. and just yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Maybe if I did more drugs, okay. I would be comfortable with that. Okay, all right. We, that's <laughs> so if we start to see a lot of hand gestures at your shows, we know yeah. what's up. We know yes. what's that's up. We know the color we have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Is, oh yeah. No, you're good. Uh, I would say. I mean, I mainly play guitar, but I mean, I know how to play a lot of instruments because I was in music education mm-hmm. at Duquesne, so mm-hmm. they, like, you have to learn, like, mm-hmm. a lot of instruments. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, mainly guitar. Mm-hmm. I know the violin a little bit, mm-hmm. but... Is there a string instrument? And piano, of course. <laughs> is there a string instrument you feel that is completely underrated? No, overrated. Overrated. overrated oh, in guitar. The guitar. The guitar's overrated, though. Really? I would agree. I would say too many people play it. Absolutely. Um, 
Maybe even in this band. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, I mean, there's so many cool instruments out there that I feel like not many people get to look at because all their idols yeah. play guitar. Mm, that's a good point. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the mandolin is such an overlooked instrument that's mm-hmm. just gorgeous sounding. Then you banjo, cello, steel, which you always yeah. generally talk about. Mm-hmm. There's not enough kids dreaming of being professional bazooki players. I agree. That's your PSA. I was thinking the other day about the mandolin. Well, I've actually been thinking about it since you showed me your mandolin. This was probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was before a Halloween party. And mm-hmm. I, I pretty poorly played the ukulele, but I love to play it. Mm-hmm. And um, my hands aren't really big enough for the guitar yet. Maybe I'll, I'll grow bigger hands eventually. But mm-hmm. you showed me your mandolin, mm-hmm. and it was so similar to the ukulele, and I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Mandolin's probably my favorite instrument. I love the sound. Probably affected a lot by Chris Thiele. Oh, I love him. He's probably my favorite living musician. He's mm-hmm. just so impressive, mm-hmm. and he makes it look like it's nothing. He just fucking shreds. Yeah. Yeah, and I love everything he does. He does bluegrass. He does. He hosts that Live From Here show. Mm-hmm. He has an indie rock album that people don't know about that's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Have you heard his cover of Harvey Sin's Cage by The Strokes? No. Absolutely yeah. not. No. Absolutely not? Really? It's not. so good. That sounds cool, though. It is so good. I think it's on like one of his solo albums. Yeah. Anyway, show up to Chris Thiel if you ever want to come. Is it Thiel or Thiel? I thought it, I called him Chris Tile for about five years. Because <laughs> I thought I knew better than everyone. And then I heard a lot of Thiel's, so I switched over, but I don't know if I'm 100% sure. It's okay, I've been mispronouncing the Abbott brothers for like, Abbott, Abbott for like maybe 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe at least 10 years. Do you know what really scares me about the Abbott brothers though? They have so many songs. I feel like if you ever saw them live, you'd always kind of end up being disappointed. No. So they've seen them absolutely live. Absolutely not. Oh, really? Okay. Absolutely not. Hit no. me with it. Tom, you've seen them what? Like I've seen them seven or eight times. I've seen them five, and my parents and I, I believe that my whole family and I, we're going to uh, Red Rocks, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh. And seeing them all three nights. Mm-hmm. I, they, I mean, the energy that they bring is just mm-hmm. phenomenal. And they, I mean, there's no, I don't know, I've never seen a band like them just bring that energy with literally acoustic instruments. I mean, yeah. now granted, they have some electric instruments, oh, yeah. obviously, but, um, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I mean, and their catalog is so huge with yeah. songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say I don't think they have a bad song, because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, some bands, you know, I don't know. Ooh, that cat just fell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, you, I, you could, I don't think you could ever be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Because the energy and their songs are just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite Abbott Brothers song? Oh God, probably not. I mean, I could maybe list like top three, top five. I I don't think I could pick. Okay, cool. Right. Favorite. What about you guys? Yeah, I'd probably say uh, there's a song off their not their most recent album, the album before that called uh, "I Wish I Was." Mm-hmm. Which I think is probably their. I mean, personally, one of my favorites. <clears throat> kind of beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have one? I was thinking about "I Wish I Was." That's probably mm-hmm. my top three or five. I'm, I'm tempted to say, uh, Battle of Love and Hate's not really an Avid song. It's like a Seth song. Yeah. But, but it's, it's very epic. But it's very epic, and it's just one of those that you can't believe somebody wrote, or like, ah. Yeah. It's like almost, it's like a Beatles song, where it's like, yeah, I can't imagine writing, it just always existed. Yeah. It almost seems like it belongs in, like, the American canon. Yeah. Like Woody Guthrie, mm-hmm. like that style of just American folk music. They have the ability to add things to that in the 21st I know, century. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, so do they still play that song? Because, like, I've listened to their live albums and stuff, and I've checked out their set list, and that's my favorite one. So my feeling about being disappointed would be that, like, they wouldn't play it, and I'd be sad. So I think they played it last time they were in town. It's pretty often. Usually at a show, uh, Seth and Scott will both do at least one solo song, Mm -hmm. and usually it's one of, like, Mm -hmm. two or three for each of them. So if you see a show or two, you're guaranteed to hear those solo ones you really like. I'm assuming Scott always does Murder in the City. That's very often. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has a few new ballads on the new record mm-hmm. that I have heard are becoming his solo. Yeah, that's another one. I haven't heard that song in a while. That's another one that I would probably put in that category. Very, very good. Very, very good song. So you guys, in terms of your band, what is your, what is like for you your favorite song to do live or your favorite song that you wrote or a song that has a lot of meaning to you guys? Well, I'm Sorry, sure we're getting a little deep. No, no, I, no, no you're it's, good. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure it's different for all three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. I look at music differently. Uh, like, 
original you're saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, or anything. If you guys like do a cover that you like to perform live too, like Band on the Run by Paul McCartney. Yeah, I was actually going to say, that was probably my, the highlight of this week in terms mm -hmm. of playing for me. I, I just, I like refound my love for that song because I've known it since I was a kid, but like, I really, when trying, when relearning it for the show, I, I listened to it again and like really listened to it. And yeah. It's just such an unbelievable song. Mm -hmm. I'm Being sorry, I missed player. you playing it. And down the way Dylan sings cool. it is good. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that was that was probably the highlight. Yeah, that's how I felt about the chain mm -hmm. this week. I I didn't I got into Fleetwood Mac very late. It mm -hmm. was like junior year of college, and I finally discovered Rumors. Mm -hmm. It was like all I listened to for like six months. It was like discovering the Beatles. <laughs> and I've been asking to play the chain since then. Yeah. Uh, I bring it up like every like month or two, mm -hmm. and we finally like had a '70s night come up, mm -hmm. and I just like. Pushed it. You guys should do like yeah. a dueling guitars of like never going back again or something like. Wow. Yeah, that would be great. I would I would do all of Rumors and Tusk if we could. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Where'd she go? Oh, she's she's fine. She's fine. Yeah. Ignore her or don't ignore her. We're talking about the cat, not like a friend. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> go back in your room. <laughs> go away. <laughs> it's our podcast. So, you guys, and in terms of, like, the ones that you've written, like, what are ones that you guys, like, are, like, yes, like, I think there's, the there's, like, standbys that, like, especially now that we do open mics, mm -hmm. there's, like, a few songs that we're always, like, ah, if we need to encapsulate ourselves, mm -hmm. we, like, show them, like, these two or three. Yeah, I would say, like, uh, the, the song off our second record, uh, My Eyes and on Denver's is one we mm -hmm. usually go to. That, that usually doesn't, even if it, like, doesn't go perfect, it's usually never bad mm -hmm. yeah and those are those are always ones that i love and mm -hmm. it's just always <coughs> i never really get bored of playing that tune mm -hmm. yeah so, um, that's, that's cool that's cool mm -hmm. what i've been so impressed with with your band is like the amount of music that you've put out in such a short amount of time it, mm -hmm. i mean it maybe it just seems short because i feel like i've known you all for a while but it, yeah. time has gone quickly but mm -hmm. You're always coming out with new music. Yeah. So it happens when you got three songwriters. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone keeps saying, like, I mean, whenever I say that, because our next record is probably going to be 16 songs, and when I say that, people are like, "Wow, it's a lot of songs." Mm -hmm. But then, if you think about it, it's really only five songs per yeah. songwriter. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I mean, we and we write a lot more than that, uh, you know, weekly. So it just, I mean, I, I guess I, I'm, I feel lucky that I get to, that, you know, it's, it's really scrutinized. If a song makes it on, usually it's, it's got to be pretty good to get past the other two guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there a certain thing like you admire about each other's like respective songwriting, or like what's different about each of you as a songwriter? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we all have specific strengths. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I get self-conscious about how wordy I am, or like how I'll say seven words in two seconds <laughs> on the same note. And I'll hear Dylan 20 feet away. Just, he can just, Dylan's like a hook writer. <laughs> Dylan just writes hooks, and it's the right amount of words, and it's the correct melody exactly for that chord. Uh, and that's something I can never, I can, I do it like once a year. I like come up with a hook. So I always respect Dylan's like, almost like, not pop sensibilities, but like, just very, he's very good at making earworms. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, like, Tom showed me one a couple of days ago that, I mean, yeah, with him, I always, I'm always blown away by the, pre by the premises he can come up with, with, like, lyrics and stuff, like, he'll come up with just an idea, and it'll just be like, part of me gets kind of upset, because, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't think of it, and I'm like, how do you think of that shit, but, uh, no, uh, the, that, that stuff is, is awesome, I love, I love uh, getting blown away by these guys, I'd say probably just their songwriting in general. Both of them. I don't I don't look at myself as a good songwriter, but I look at myself as like I can make a good like melody. That's mm -hmm. about it. So I mean their songwriting in general is just great, and the fact that they can write songs about other things I just love. That's probably my biggest fault. Mm -hmm. But I always write about a girl or a love. But and granted, I mean majority of songs are about. Yeah, that's all Paul McCartney wrote about. <laughs> Every song's a love song. Like, the song. first, like, three Beatles albums were like, I love you, <laughs> I love you, but it hurts. Uh, I mean, that's the Beatles. And that's the Beatles. That's the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of them? They're, they're pretty, they're pretty 
underground. The Beebles, no. The Beebles, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what always like amazes me about like also by the amount of music you guys have come out with, you're like the. It was like the first three years One Direction was a thing. They had an album literally every year. Yeah. Um, so, but what amazes me, literally whenever I listen to any Pittsburgh songwriter, but especially you guys, is like hearing these things, like these like profound lyrics come out and everything, it's really actually, it's very admirable, honestly, because you're all like real people. Like talking to you guys, I'm like, there was a part of me that was like expecting you guys to be like, oh, and you know, the, the river like ran through our skin or whatever. And I've met you two before, we yeah, did yeah. karaoke, it was oh, great, it was a great time. <laughs> but like, it's just so amazing that you guys are like these real people, real down to earth people, and then like you write these like beautiful lyrics. And I think that's like, I, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm in awe about it, so. Yeah, I think that comes from when Dylan and I started the band, we were basically an Ava Brothers cover band, for sure. And so, I hate that we reference them so much, because I don't want to be a band that tries to be another band, but... I don't think we sound like them too much. Yeah, we've kind of strayed away from them, but where we started was being real big fans of these very honest, like, blue-collar type guys who just wrote very simple but engaging lyrics. And so that's where the band even started. So, like, I think that's still the root of things. Love it. Love it. Sorry. I'm just like, oh, I'm a big fan. Big fan. So, what do your goals look like in Nashville? If you um, thought about it at all. I mean, I said on your stoop, I hope I make a dollar before. <laughs> we've, we've been doing a lot of open mics uh, just to get our music out there. And the reception's been super positive. Like, people that don't have anything to help us but they just pull us aside afterward, like every time we play, and they're just like, I heard you said you just moved here from Pittsburgh, I just wanted like a firm that like, you guys definitely belong down here, yeah. it's coming in the next few months, I can't tell you when. I, I feel, I, I, I would feel so bad about saying like, oh, we don't want to gig it, but like, because we've been there for literally no time, yeah. so I don't expect that we have anything yet, obviously, you know, we haven't really put in nearly enough time to yeah. establish ourselves as an actual Nashville band, trying to really, because we had, we had a couple weeks there at the beginning where we were just trying to fix our house, and that was a, that was a whole ordeal, yeah. uh, but, shout out Barry, shout out Barry, but um, I really do think, yeah, we're in the right, the right city, <laughs> our, yeah. our sound. So if someone wanted to come see you at an open mic, what are some of the places that you've been going to? The Bluebird Cafe. awesome guy who's definitely been running an open yeah, mic oh. at Douglas Corner Cafe for like 40 years. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, the other cool thing yeah, about being down there and seeing people like Don, like like a real person, like he's a real person, yeah. like a real guy that you should meet and like, yeah. you could really, it's a personality there. He likes us too, it's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> well what's not to like, you're three very likeable. <laughs> well I mean, I don't know, because the one night we were on stage and <laughs> I kind of felt bad for the other two people that were there, but when we were done, he's like, he, you know, says everyone's names again, and he's like, November Blue, and he goes, you know what, why don't you guys introduce yourselves, and we were like, individually, and he's like, yeah, and then we introduced ourselves, and he goes, alright, and then that band, and like, that was it, <laughs> didn't have them introduce themselves, I was like, oh, okay, maybe. but I mean, I don't know, I, I like it. Well, maybe that was that band any good? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. those are two brothers, I think, right? Harmonica. Maybe. Or that yeah. family. The family. I that yeah. family band. Yeah, they were oh, good. They were fantastic. See, when you say the family, I, mean, I was like picturing the Von Trapps like coming out. Like, <laughs> so long, farewell. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he now knows us well enough that he puts us on stage with other groups mm-hmm. instead of singular people. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to start to be known mm-hmm. down there. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess that's where we're going, is we're letting people know when that gig comes in the next few months there's enough wow. people who have discovered us that we can actually bring them mm-hmm. to the show and yeah. usually an open mic is a solo like it's just a solo act so when the three of us call on stage people are like what like what is this yeah. <laughs> oh you get like looks and stuff like that so 
It's interesting because I've, I mean, I've, we've been out with mics down here, and it's been, you know, like a, I don't know, it's been like kind of full band, but it's just literally like a guitar and a person, like that's it. So. Now I do have a question, backtracking a little bit. Mm -hmm. You two did start the band as, and like mm -hmm. you were joking, an Abbott Brothers cover band. How did you get involved in all of this? So that's kind of. The short version of that is that me and Tom were friends from being in the same major and kind of, we both had always the same love of, the same kind of music. We both really, you know, respected the same kind of music and liked it for the same reasons. That was a big thing. And I just would sub for them when they needed a bass player. Uh, and I just pick up the bass because I love that instrument. And I played them a lot. And then one day, just kind of, I started writing with Tom and Dylan and just seemed to really fit and really work. Mm -hmm. And so I just decided, yeah, this is this works, this fits, and I thought I could add a lot to the band. And then I, I was in a band of my own back then, and we kind of merged together. Like, my bass player ended up becoming our bass player, who was Brody, who we mm -hmm. talked about. And Dean played with them before, and then played with me, and so he'd always been playing both back and forth between both bands. So that's kind of how all five of us just kind of smushed together and became the configuration we are now. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to guitar because that's probably my best instrument. And then Brody plays bass now. Yeah, that's your best yeah, instrument. <laughs> What's your best instrument? Oh, I don't know. I you're just so good at all of them? No, no, yeah. no, no. no. I, I'd say your voice. I, I, I was, was going to say, I guess singing because I've done that. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, I play guitar for yeah, that was that was the reason I just so I was I was very happy with the band I was in in, mm -hmm. in college. It wasn't like I was looking for something, but then I heard these two guys sing together, and it was just, I mean, unfucking believable. We can swear, right? Yeah, we can. Mm -hmm. it was just it was it was insane <laughs> listening to them two sing together and harmonize together, and I just like I was wide eyed like a kid, and I uh, just was like, let me get in on that, yeah. like let me just let me just try to be a part of that, and so. That's kind of really how we went. It was, it was cool because we had an album release party mm -hmm. uh, for our first album. Mm -hmm. Our bass player at the time couldn't make it because he was in a different city. Mm -hmm. And Tom was like, well, I think John knows how to play bass. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, John plays guitar. I'm like, are you sure he's a bass player? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, he can play bass. Mm -hmm. So John subbed in, mm -hmm. and then it was just so natural because he was up there playing bass, and then he'd even throw a third harmonies on. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, wow. This sounds a lot better. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, like, it was, yeah, it was just very natural. Awesome. Yeah. So when did the three of you guys, or two of you guys, or whatever, whatever <laughs> five, five, whatever, at a point go from, like, okay, this is, like, this is just a hobby, I'm hanging out, making music with my friends, and, like, hobby might not be the right word, to, like, this is, this is something really special, yeah. this is something cool, like, this is something that, like, I'm going to work, like, I want my future to be in, or whatever. I, I want to say... When Tom and I first harmonized, like, I, I mean, that's, honestly, that, that's it for me, because mm -hmm. I was like, wow, we're actually, like, really good at this, like, in my opinion, like, at that time, and I was like, this is great, and then we played a couple shows, and, I mean, it was just really enjoyable, and then Tom went to Duquesne, and I was, because I'm a year younger, mm -hmm. and I was looking at colleges, and I was like, well, if I, okay, no, I, I gotta, if I want to do this for a living, like, I kind of got to stick around, so I was like, you know what, I'll try to get into Duquesne, and sure enough, I did, mm -hmm. and so, and, and then we met, I mean, Tom met them, and I met them, so I'd say, yeah, I mean, I'll start back in high school, mm -hmm. and then I would say, after that, when we all got, when we were, like, full band, mm -hmm. I would say, like, a year and a half, two years ago, we were like, hey, we should probably go to Nashville, mm -hmm. like, that was an inkling, and it was a thought back yeah. then, and we just were like, we, I mean, we have to, Pittsburgh is yeah, I for sure, I wouldn't have joined the band if they weren't serious about it, but I saw how serious they were. I mean, they, they came out with the record, the first record, and I mean, Brody, believe it or not, Brody was the one who called me the day it came out. Like, have you heard this shit? Like, mm -hmm. have you heard this, man? Mm -hmm. It's just been a repeat all day. And, like, this was before he even, he didn't even want to, like, had no idea of being in the band. He just was a huge fan from day one. And I knew, I mean, if they weren't serious about it, I, I don't think I would have ever really cared to join. But I knew from the moment I met them that they really, that's what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Right song. I'll give Dylan credit. I, I thought it was a cool way to make money on the weekend for like two years, three years. Like Dylan from the start was always like, you know, like we're gonna do something with this. And I wouldn't outright disagree, but like I was in school at the time I thought I might be an audio engineer professionally and like being in the band was like fun money. And it wasn't until like around like beginning of junior year of college, like we added John, the music, like, we started putting out original music that, like, people at shows were actually, like, there's something in their eyes that told me they actually really appreciated a product that we were presenting, and it seemed like something viable uh, to pursue professionally. Like, I just, I came to music real late in my life. Like, I wasn't super into music until, like, halfway through high school. Crazy. Like just wow. in general. That's crazy. Man. Like, I have no idea. I, yeah. Like I just wasn't a big musical person. Uh, I started playing guitar because I liked Adam Sandler. Oh. <laughs> uh, so like Three the first. Chord progressions too, man. Yeah, the first song I ever learned was "Lunch Lady Land," to make people laugh at like family reunions. So like, oh I never saw it as a career until like people at shows started telling us it should be. So. So do you know the Hanukkah song then? Yeah, yeah, I know all the Adam Sandler songs. I want to make sure you do like the important ones, yeah. especially since the holidays are coming up. You know, yeah, of course. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta make sure those are, those are good. <laughs> she is literally insane. She's she in is the. Case. She's in the what keys? The water. Oh yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. She does. She just does stuff, and I just. Ignore it. As long as she doesn't go in my room. Again, we're talking about the cat, not like a person. No, we're talking about a person. We're talking about a person. Allie is in the water case. <laughs> we're talking about Allie. Allie is in the water case. Right? Sorry, guys. Yeah. Had to wander. Um. <laughs> I feel like I have one. I had one more like burning question for you guys, and I don't remember it. Oh, I think. Okay, no, I think I do. Would you guys ever like come up with like, like this like like a side album or whatever? Like you know how like Green Day became like the hot tub like. Foxtrot or whatever, like they became like a ska band for a minute. Would you ever like? I knew, I knew would you ever be like like a jazz band like on the side and call yourselves like denouncing November Blue or something? Wow, that's actually wow. wow. Oh, <laughs> music exists. Yeah, music that is not of our genre. But but we're not gonna say who it's by. I, I mean, it's out there. It's out there. There's, oh, there's is music it? out there that's. It's, it's secret music. It's bias, but I don't know, maybe we're not <laughs> extremely proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't love to give our names to the You sure you don't want to talk about it? You sure? Yeah. Right. I mean, do you, I can pour you guys all a little more whiskey. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll feel the need to talk about <laughs> it more. Riley? <laughs> oh, he'll tell you. Oh, Riley, yeah, Riley would, if you, if you question him. Maybe. If I question him, you should ask him. You know, the next time Riley comes to town, we won't tell him about this, but we'll just spring it on him. That he needs to do a set. Hi, Riley. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we'll make him do some music for us. Oh, Riley's very talented. He is. is. I just want to know what genre this is. Like, is it? I think it defies (gasps) genre. Okay. (laughs) It does. It's uh. It's it's avant garde. (laughs) (laughs) Is it like um? Is it like I think we were talking earlier in the intro about like like Nico and like their the Velvet Underground and how they just like kind of that one song just like goes off the rails. I guess yeah, like you mix that with like Shaggy and like yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh okay. You know, and then you might you know find cool. find us. Is there gonna be a Christmas album coming out? Because I've heard you do White Christmas. Oh, you, John, and it's oh very wow! Good. I forgot about. It was that karaoke. Yeah, yeah. That. That <laughs> it was a very nice White Christmas. Uh, I thought they were gonna play like the upbeat Michael Bublé one. Slow down, you know, everyone's sad and thinking about their families. Yeah. Sort of like Probably not the right vibe, but yeah. yeah. It's okay. I think we it's saved good. it that night. Yeah, right right from the uh, the gender bent grease performance. Yeah. That, oh, yes. was, that was something that I, was I forgot about the gender bent grease performance. I keep forgetting about it. I think I blocked it out. I can never forget that. I can never it's forget It's a good time. Yeah. yeah, Tom makes it great. Sandy. Mm-hmm. Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, Scud. <laughs> oh, man. That. That play did such bad things for feminism. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Are there any karaoke bars in Nashville? Mm. Yeah, there's one on Broadway that we've gone to a few times. Yeah, it's called one. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah. Wannabes. The Wannabes, yeah. yeah. Okay. What are your go-to karaoke songs, like, outside of White Christmas? White Christmas is definitely not my go-to karaoke <laughs> Well, it depends. If I'm, like, if I've had enough to drink, then probably staying alive, I'll try to pull out. Mm. But, you know, if, if I'm just hanging out. Can you give us a preview? Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. I'd say mine is either Hard to Handle or It's Been a While by Stan. It's a big Aaron Lewis guy. Okay. I, so I'm, I'm always hesitant to do karaoke because I think karaoke is only fun when a musician, it's not a musician mm-hmm. on stage. Because it's almost like masturbatory. <laughs> for a musician to be up there doing karaoke and be like, look at me, I'm so good at this. So I think it's important that we all do songs that we struggle with yeah. if we're going to drink and do karaoke. So I like try to pull stuff from like weird, like I do Macy Gray sometimes. Please tell me you've done I Try. Yeah, that's that's probably my go-to. Or like, I do some Pearl Jam sometimes. Oh, oh my god. Talk to Stan a lot, or not Stan a lot. Alive. Alive. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, uh, what, what, one of these, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is the best I've ever fucking heard him play, like, sing this song. <laughs> it, was, it was the first time we went, or well, the first time the three of us went there. Everyone fucking loved it. Now, do you do it and try to be any better, or do you just, like, I think it's hard to do it without being any yeah. better. Yeah. Because my voice doesn't go that high unless I pretend I'm any better. Okay, that's a good point. Have you heard Adam Levine sing The Muffin Man as any better? Uh, That's with, uh, what, Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon. It's usually a waste of time to watch, unless it's that (laughs) one thing with Adam Levine trying to be Eddie Vedder singing The Muffin Man, because God, who doesn't love Eddie Vedder? Did you, speaking of um, genre music that doesn't fit with people... Um, Eddie Vedder actually has, like, a whole ukulele album. Yeah. Like, a whole-ass ukulele album where he does, like, Tonight You Belong With Me and, like, some mm-hmm. weird, some weird stuff. And he doesn't sound like Eddie Vedder. Oh. So it's so fucking yeah. cool. I'm into it. Love Eddie Vedder. R.I.P. Eddie Vedder. She's gonna fall. She's gonna <laughs> fall, but she's gonna be okay. Again, the cat, not the person. Yes. The cat, not the person. All right. Well, we know that it is... You all have to go, right? Is this my phone? I think that's you. Oh, that is my phone. Because I got my flight. Oh, Oh, yeah. You guys got to, like, I know it's 1 p.m. Thank you guys so much for coming. I appreciate it. You guys all get a 30-second plug, though, if you want, to tell people what's going on with November Blue and with you personally or, you know, with you not personally. We have a single coming out very soon. Very Mm -hmm. soon. Uh, I'm I'm thinking it's going to drop on Halloween because it's kind of a creepy song. Oh. with some creepy artwork that we just worked on with a local Pittsburgh artist, Marina Maropis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very talented Marina. Very yeah. Talented. So we're excited to drop that single. There's mm-hmm. more on the way. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of music recorded, and we're going to share it very soon. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Okay. Social media or anything that you want to tell people about? November Blue Band. That's kind of, if you type that in, mm-hmm. you'll definitely find us. That's spelled B-L-U-E. Yes. Like the color. Well, thank you all so much for coming. Thank you guys for listening, not only this first time, but the second and third time as well. Three times mm-hmm. probably works the best. And thank you guys so much. No, thank you. It was a pleasure. It's just a restless feeling by my side Early dawning, Sunday morning It's just the wasted years so close Watch out, the world's behind you There's always someone around you who will call 
It's nothing at all.